Do you need help protecting your finances as you enter retirement? David Dickens of KC Financial Advisors has got you covered. Welcome to the Cover Your Assets KC podcast. Welcome to another episode of Cover Your Assets KC. I'm Walter Storholt alongside David Dickens, President, Wealth Advisor at KC Financial Advisors, office in Overland Park. Thanks for joining us on the show today. It's going to be a listener question edition of the program as we open up the mailbag and get two really good questions from our listeners and dive into some specific situations on the show today. That's going to be a lot of fun. David, it is good to be with you as we have all of our final Thanksgiving preps underway. You're all set to hit the road, aren't you? I am. I am fully prepared, although not headed out of town quite yet, but um going to head down to Dallas, hang out with my favorite three grandsons. And um and by the way, we'll be um we'll be taking next week off, so there won't be a podcast drop next week. But uh yeah, I understand you're going to be doing a little uh snow skiing. Yeah, we're going to we're going to we're going to take some lessons in snowboarding first. And then if that goes well, we'll then snowboard over the Thanksgiving holiday. If not, we'll switch to skiing. <laughs> but one of one of the two. So yeah, that'll we're gonna, be super fun. We don't have any like our our Thanksgiving tradition is that we don't have Thanksgiving traditions. So <laughs> every Thanksgiving, my whole life really has been quite different. Every year we do something unique and different, and so um, well, you're you know, this that just fits right this in with year. That. That's great. Yeah. So. I think that'll be a little bit of fun, get a little vacation out of it. So uh, rule number nice. one is not to have fun. Rule number one is to not get injured. And then yes. rule, rule number two will be have fun. But uh, Yep. Yeah, that's the goal. And number three would be, yeah, stay warm if you can. Stay. That, that, that's that's going to be more difficult. Um, I definitely am going to have to go find some new, some good snow pants and a new jacket or something like that to, to be ready for those elements. I think I might be in for a rude awakening because it's been a while <laughs> since I've done some like true mountain activity like that in the winter. Yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah. Well, hopefully. November should be a little warmer than uh, February up there. Hopefully, hopefully we'll see. You never know what you're going to get on the mountain. So that's true. It, it might be nice, you know, at the base, and it might be zero degrees up uh, a little bit higher. So we'll have to have to see how it goes. Well, let's uh, not let the listeners wait too long here, David. Let's, uh, in our final show before Thanksgiving, get some listener questions here. By the way, if you ever want to submit a question to be featured on a future program, you can do that a couple of different ways. One is to go to CoverYourAssetsKC.com, submit a question through the website, or you can email David directly, ddickens at kcfa.com. All right, so this first one comes to us uh, from a listener, and the listener says, I'm 62, retired, and considering a series of Roth conversions before I turn 72. You mentioned in a recent podcast about using the rule of 72 to figure out whether or not a Roth conversion might be smart for me to consider. Can you explain that in more detail? Yeah, so this was actually, um, the person is a listener, but they were sitting in my office when they posed this question, and I had the benefit of throwing a lot of stuff up on a whiteboard. And what I don't have the benefit of today for our podcast listeners is a whiteboard. So hopefully, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you through this calculation as I, as I walked this person through it so that they could hopefully understand whether it was a benefit to them. And We can, and we can visualize, the, visualize we can, the whiteboard. Exactly. So you can... You can um, Watch my virtual whiteboard here. So, so the first thing you've got to do, so it's a really super good question. And if you retire a little bit early and you've done well for yourself, there is this going to be this window of opportunity before you turn 72, before required distributions start. <clears throat> and after they start, 
is when the IRS has you exactly where they want you in that you cannot escape because the penalties, as we've said often on this podcast, the penalty for not taking your required distribution is 50% plus you got to pay the taxes on it. So it's, it's not something you would ever do. So here's how you use the rule of 72. Here's the calculation that I went through with this person. And hopefully this is super valuable for any early retirees or retirees under 72 that might be listening today. So the rule of 72 is a fast, easy way to determine how fast any number, but in this case, your money, how fast it will double. So let's say that this person's um, IRAs total up $1.2 million today and they're 62 years old and they're expecting, Walter, what would you, sorry to put you on the spot like this, but if you were going to guess, one of the calculation items here is you have to guess, you have to estimate what your return is going to be each year over the next 10 years from age 62 to 72. What's a reasonable number I could throw in here? Mm, reasonable. Hmm. I don't know. Well, we'll see what my expectations are, I suppose, and see if that's reasonable. Uh, like t- 10%. Like, I, I feel like a lot of people would dig that number up. Okay. And so, I, and I think you're right, except that as a financial advisor, I would not. <laughs> because I know that some of this <laughs> yeah, money is going to be from the, from the client perspective, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 10% would be awesome. However, that's not going to happen. And as you're listening to this show, I'll tell you, you are not going to compound your money at 10% over the next 10 years. But what you might do, you might expect growth of about 6.5% a year. And because you're going to have some bond allocation in there, you're going to have a year or two where the market goes down, and then a couple of years where it goes up real handsomely. So the way you use the rule of 72 is this. If you take 72, if you divide uh, 6.5 into 72, you get 11.07. And all that is, is it's telling you that your money will double in 11.07 years. That's how you use the rule of 72. If uh, on Walter's case, if we would have said 72, divide 10 into 72, well, his money would double in 7.2 years. So uh, the bigger the annual compounded growth rate, of course, the fewer number of years it takes. But in my my illustration here, that 1.2 million is going to double in 11.07 years if it grows at 6.5% a year. So that 1.2 million is going to be worth 2.4 million in 11 years. But this person only has 10 years to go before they turn 72. So let's say that instead of 2.4 million, it comes up to be 2.25 million. Did I calculate that? Nah, I just kind of rounded down. So this person knows that when they turn 72, the IRS is going to be licking their chops over this $2.25 million IRA. So the next question he or she has to answer is, well, how much is my required distribution going to be on a $2.25 million IRA? So a couple of weeks ago, we went through that calculation and I pulled up something called the 2022 Uniform Lifetime Table. And all that is, is a table that tells you, based on your age, how much you have to take out of your IRA each year. So at age 72, if you look at that Uniform Lifetime Table, 72 corresponds with a life expectancy of 27.4 years. And all you do is divide 27.4 into 100 and you get 3.64%. And that's the amount, that's the percentage of your IRA that you have to take out when you turn 72. And it'll be higher at age 73, the percentage will be higher, and higher at 74, and higher at 90, and higher at 100. The percentage keeps going up. So 
at age 72, this person is going to have a required distribution of just pennies less than $82,000. So that's really the first piece of the answer for this person. Their real question is not how much is my RMD going to be at 72, but should I be doing Roth conversions now to reduce that amount in the future? So here's where I go on the next step for answering that question for that person. At age 72, let's just say that 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 person is receiving social security of four grand a month and that person's spouse is receiving social security of two grand a month. What we're trying to figure out is what is their tax bracket going to be when they turn 72 and all of a sudden they have an extra $82,000 of RMDs hitting their form 1040. And how much is the IRS going to love that? You analyze that social security, they got 48,000 of, of one social security and 24,000 of another. And let's just say that one of the two in the couple gets a $2,000 a month pension. That's another 24 grand. So their income, adjusted gross income, pre-72. So let's say their 71st year is going to be about 96 grand. It's going to put them in the 12% tax bracket. One year later, only because they added a required distribution that they cannot get out of, they're no longer in the 12% tax bracket. They'll be in the 25% tax bracket. The reason I say 25% is the Trump tax cuts expire January 26. The 22% bracket is going to become the 25% bracket. And that's, that's not for positive certain, but it's really sure in my mind that tax brackets are going back to where they were before the Trump tax cuts. So the answer for this person is there's probably a really good reason for you to max out the 12% bracket that you're in right now, instead of waiting until 72 when you are guaranteed to be in the 25% bracket, going up toward the 28% bracket over the following couple of years. So all this person would really do with that information is say, well, currently the 12% bracket ends at 83,000 of taxable income, which is right about what they have the 22% tax bracket would allow them, again, if we had a whiteboard, this would be super simple to follow. But the 22% bracket gives them about another $90,000 a year of income that they could take and pay 22% taxes on it voluntarily. But it would reduce that IRA to buy about $80,000 or $90,000 a year they would put it into a tax-free Roth. Consequently, all the subsequent growth on that $80,000 conversion happens tax-free. All they're doing, Walter, is trading in a, a known 25% tax bracket when they turn 72 for either the 12 or 22% bracket that they have right now. These are not, they're not necessarily simple, it's not necessarily intuitive. If you, have, if you think you're going to have a tax problem at 72 because of your required distributions, now is a really good time, whether you're 62 or 65 or 68 or 70, now is a really good time to consider Roth conversions. And there's a pothole or two 
that you can step into. So if you are a really good do-it-yourselfer, you should be able to do this for yourself. If you're not a really good do-it-yourselfer, but you think there's an opportunity here for you to reduce your taxes in the future, then just find somebody, find an advisor who is conversant in this type of strategy and sit down and see if they can be of some help to you. Either way, I just encourage you, the better you've done for yourself in your working years, this is a terrific time to not ignore the opportunity to do the Roth conversions before age 72. Hopefully, that was pretty helpful. I think so, David, and it leads me to just a fantastic call to action, you know, because you said it multiple times. If, you know, you had the whiteboard, this would be really helpful to explain to people. Well, if you want the whiteboard version, pick up the phone, give David a call, and he'll walk you through the whiteboard version, not only on this topic, but other planning topics related to your financial life. Schedule a time to visit, and you can go through that CPR process, that's complete planning review. It's uh, If you want to get in touch and ask a question, maybe come in, meet, and have that conversation about your financial plan and get the whiteboard versions of these explanations as well, you can do that by calling 913-317-1414 or go to CoverYourAssetsKC.com and get in touch through the website. And we'll link to that contact info in the description of today's show so you can spot it easily. Great explanation there, David, even without the whiteboard. Appreciate you <laughs> taking us through that. Fantastic. All right. Leads us to a, our second question of the episode. Uh, this person said, I recently inherited a portion of my aunt's IRA when she died. I am 48. She was 79. I don't need the money now, but am confused about how much I'm required to withdraw or even if I have to take withdrawals. What is the answer? So super good question. Very nice of your aunt to leave you money like that. And uh, the, it used to be a real straightforward answer, uh, but the law changed. But it used to be that you would take that money out, a piece of it every year, based on your, your life expectancy. In other words, you could stretch that out over your entire life. But that all changed a couple of years ago with the passage of a new law. And now you basically have a couple of options. You could take all the money out as soon as you inherit it, give up the IRA tax structure, and just pay the taxes that are due. But it would all be this year and it would all be at your highest marginal tax bracket. So you already told us that you don't need the money. So that would be a silly idea for you. What you'd like to do is string out that tax deferral arguably as long as you can, or at least into a future year. The tax law that changed said that now you have to have that entire account down to zero by the end of the 10th year. And this is, so, so that's, that's hard and fast, regardless of your aunt's age. But here is a, what I'm getting ready to explain now is, a, is the impact of some layering of tax laws on top of each other and I think poor interpretation by the IRS that's made this unnecessarily complicated. Since your aunt had already turned 72, she was taking required distributions out of that IRA, which means that you have to take an annual required distribution based on your age and you have to have it cleaned out by the end of the 10th year. If your aunt had been 70 or 71 and she was not taking required distributions, then you could have taken zero over the next nine years and all of it out in year 10. Or you could have taken it out in any amount you wanted during that 10 years, but you wouldn't have had a required distribution. But again, since she was over 72, you have a required distribution. 
So how much is that? Well, in the, in the prior question, I brought up the uniform lifetime table. And so what you would use, since you're not 72, you would look for the single lifetime table. And that's going to have a lower percentage amount that you have to take out. You would merely use the exact same process that I just described and figure out as a 48-year-old, what is my required minimum distribution this year? And then the percentage will be a little higher next year and a little higher the year after. And then you can take the money out fully anytime you want. Let's say that you get laid off when you're 52. And since your income will be significantly lower, maybe you decide to take a chunk of this money out while your tax bracket is artificially low. Um, Maybe you wait till 10 years because at 48, you hope to be done working at 57. And then at age 58, you might take this money out at a super low tax bracket. So when you take it out is a lot based on the tax bracket you find yourself in in any given year. Uh, But it, it, it will likely vary between age 48 and age 58. But 10 years from now, that account has to be down to zero. And you won't be able to extend that tax deferral anywhere further than 10 years. So uh, congrats on the extra money. You know what? More is usually better. And if you follow a few simple rules, you won't run afoul of the IRS. And um, hopefully this information was helpful to you as well. Yeah, it's a really good question. And thank you for once again submitting these to us or asking these questions, you know, in an appointment. Sometimes we steal from appointments and uh, use those, <laughs> use those questions in the show. Well, a lot of times my best, most intriguing questions come in appointments. Yeah. And so, you know, why would it seems logical that we would share those as well? Yeah. And, uh, and, and when those people happen to be listeners, boom, listener questions. So there you go. Fantastic. <laughs> Uh, a little magic behind the scenes, folks, but uh, nonetheless, questions I'm sure that we can all relate to in some way, shape, or form. And even if you don't relate to it today, you can probably envision relating to it in the future. Uh, maybe it's something that your family may go through. You can kind of uh, see the tea leaves a little bit and read through those and see, yeah, this is probably going to be something I have to deal with maybe down the line. Or another person I know went through this, and I need to be well prepared for when this happens to me. Uh, maybe you're even going through it right now, even better chance to reach out, have a conversation with David about how you can best prepare or navigate through issues like what we talked about on today's show. In the grand scheme of things, these are small parts of the full planning process, but they give you a peek into just some of the detail that David and the planning process uh, encompasses when you have these conversations about your financial life and how to navigate forward into the future. And if you'd like to have those deeper conversations and get customized guidance and advice, you can reach out to David and see if you'd be a good fit to work with one another and come in for a review of your plan. Coveryourassetskc.com is one way to reach out. Just go through the website and get in touch that way or call 913-317-1414. Again, 913-317-1414. David, thank you for all the help on the episode today. Really enjoyed it. And uh, we'll look forward to chatting with you again soon. Yeah, so we're taking next week off, spending time with our families, and hopefully our listeners are as well. And then I'm, I'm cooking up, just to kind of let you know where I think we're going two weeks from now. A lot of the appointments in my office have to do with major life events. And so, um, and a lot of questions come up from, from those things, like a divorce or an inheritance or things like that. So I'm cooking up uh, an episode that would walk us through, well, what are the key things that 
your financial planner, your financial advisor thinks about what are the questions that you might be asked when one of those things happens. And if you happen to be going through that right now, then hopefully these questions will be helpful to you as you're navigating that kind of stuff. That's perfect, David. Great teaser. That's what's coming up on the next episode. It'll be two weeks uh, from this one, and uh, we look forward to having everybody come back and join us for that one. Until then, and you, we're giving everybody the week off, David, so go out and <laughs> enjoy your Thanksgiving. Hopefully you get to spend some time with family or doing something that you enjoy, and uh, we appreciate everybody and are thankful to have you as listeners to this show. And uh, David, thank you as always for the guidance and advice that you provide us uh, each year here on the program. We'll look forward to another good uh, show around the corner. Until then, take care, everybody. Thanks for listening, and we'll speak soon right back here on Cover Your Assets, KC. Investment advisory services offered through ChangePath LLC, a registered investment advisor. ChangePath LLC and KC Financial Advisors are separate companies.